Do you want to add the sound of that? Okay, whenever you're ready. Madam Chair, fellow members of the proposition, members of the opposition, and members of the floor, this House believes that unethical businesses should be taxed higher. First and foremost, to understand the statement, we must comprehend the purpose of the government. The government is necessary to create laws and to ensure these laws are followed. The purpose of the government is to protect the individual rights of its citizens. Unethical businesses not only complete acts which are morally and socially unacceptable for most, but they defeat the purpose of the government and cause problems which would be non-existent if businesses just stayed ethical. Unethical businesses create strain on public facilities, such as hospitals, as the high workload of a competitive business will constrain their staff to work abnormally long hours, and this sort of treatment will unavoidably result in serious health issues, which would of course have to be treated by an organization funded by the taxpayers' money, such as the NHS. So taxing such extravagantly ferocious businesses more is a perfect way to not only regain money, which has been lost by the government, but it may also ensure that helpless people trying to help their families survive will no longer be meager and impoverished because businesses are greedy and thirsty for money. Businesses not only constrain and exploit their workers, but they, they, but they also exploit us, the consumers. They exploit us in ways which are not always noticeable, such as through television and advertisements. Without our consent, almost every day we are forced to watch ostentatious commercials which would seldom not seldom not cause us to want to purchase the news. It's not unethical to advertise your product. That's not what I'm saying. Without our consent, almost every day we are almost forced to watch ostentatious commercials which would seldom not cause us to want to purchase the newest and most up-to-date products. Of course, I'm not suggesting that brands which promote their merchandise should be taxed higher, but sometimes these greedy corporations take it too far and target the most gullible members of society through things such as apps. Those members are, of course, children. Businesses of course, are, of course, aware of the logical facts that if a young, vigorous child will be aware of the amazing products that are available, they will, of course, become unsatisfied and clamorous until they receive the gadget or toy they wish for. But, of course, egotistical corporations do not take into concern that some parents cannot afford the extravagantly promoted item the business is trying to sell. This not only causes parents to have hysterical kids on their case, but it also undeniably causes parents and guardians to feel... It's not an ethical to have expensive productivity. I'm not saying, but I'm saying that if they're forced on people, that is unethical. But they're not forced on people. No, Barry King. They are. Just listen. This not only causes parents to have hysterical kids on their case, but also undeniably causes parents or guardians to feel unnecessarily guilty. All for what? All for an item which will not, which will only momentarily distract children and will be thrown away and not be looked at in the long run. Let's face it, nor parents nor children will be satisfied and guided for long after the purchase of the product, as happiness does not come from materialistic items. Uh, this notion isn't about parenting, it's about unethical businesses. So what parents do or choose not to buy, this isn't in concern with this, with this motion. But unethical businesses advertise items which could force parents to feel guilty. And I'm not saying it's about parenting, it doesn't mention that. 
I'm saying that parents will feel unnecessarily guilty for things that are always advertised that are might be within without their like range of price. It's a parent's choice. Hey, Barry King. <clears throat> so why are businesses still not being taxed higher for not only exploiting society <coughs> but also wasting citizens' time, money, and energy? It's all very clear and obvious. Businesses are willing to ignore the morality of society to satisfy their self-absorbed thirst for money. <coughs> it's a wonder that unethical businesses are not yet being taxed higher for doing deeds, which are <coughs> deeds which are plainly unacceptable in today's society. These corporations have so much control over us that we go as far as to overlook the fact that almost all major brands are carrying out deeds which are generally wrong in the eyes of everyone, no matter your background, religion, or outlook on life. These pretentious business owners should, quite frankly, come down and abide by the morality of society and quite simply be taxed higher. On that point, um, morality cannot be measured, and therefore it would be wrong to say that you, like, you have to live in education. Morality can't be measured. That's your opinion. It is undoubtedly clear as to why unethical businesses should be taxed higher, and as a matter of fact, if by the end of the speech you are still oblivious to the evilness of unethical corporations, you are the one who is most likely to suffer the consequences of being so gullible and overpowering <coughs> to the corrupt and overpowering businesses. Thank you very much, Emily. Okay. Uh, just to confirm, you do not have to take all points of information. Um, I'd now I'd like to welcome the first opposition speaker, Anton. Ladies and gentlemen, adjudicator, Madam Chair, and members of the proposition, I don't consider myself as an unjust human. I really don't. And I can tell you for a fact that my teammate, Miss Galley, is as far as anyone in this room. We don't encourage unethical practices. Yet we were still thrilled when we found out we were opposing this motion for one reason. Unless the proposition can convince you we can bond the world together and get everyone to agree on something, along with creating an impossible formula based simply on feelings and emotions to calculate tax, we have won. To build on this, taxing these businesses higher isn't even a necessary step to stop these unethical practices. In fact, it will do very little stop them. My own speech will concentrate on the ethical side of the situation, the ways of viewing ethics and how they can't be used as a formula for tax. It will also go into how legis legislation will work better than a petty, naive solution of just taxing higher. On the other hand, my teammate, Miss Kelly, will go into the economics of the situation, showing how raising taxes will actually cause more problems than it would solve, and how we are already taking steps to lower corporate tax to 12.5% rather than raising them. To begin, I'll explain why we can't use ethics to calculate tax. I'd like you to imagine a perfect world. No wars, no arguments, no differences in opinions. This perfect world, so say. But others might argue that this perfect world would lack originality. No one would have imagined the cure, the light bulb, the telephone. That's a difference in opinion. Essentially, ethics in layman's terms are your opinion on right and wrong. And with each person, that opinion differs. Uh, um, the invention of the light bulb had nothing to do with tax. I never said it did. Well, then why is The members of the proposition are attempting to convince you that we can create something as concrete as a mathematical formula to calculate, to calculate tax 
using something as flimsy as an opinion. Something that changes from person to person and cannot be set in stone. There are two ways of viewing ethics. The first is simply as black and white. What's right and what's wrong. To use this, you need the entire world to agree what fits into these sections. Otherwise, international businesses will continue to legally avoid paying tax, as many of them already do. <coughs> Assuming this is possible, you can get people like Donald Trump to agree with King John Young. We, can we face the problem that this is a black and white solution. All things that are said as wrong would be equally as bad as each other. Point of information. People generally agree on what is wrong. You would say that I think everybody here would agree that slavery, animal testing for products such as makeup and other <coughs> unethical stuff that happens, that is wrong and that's a general agreement. Let me finish my point. So you can honestly tell me that a smart cutting down much things by a, by a few seconds is just as bad as an international company setting up sweatshops around the world paying as little as possible, if at all, to make people of all ages work in horrendous conditions? No, <clears throat> one's worse than the other. So clearly it's taken on ethics is deep, deeply flawed for the purposes of taxation, as these small businesses will be charged equally to these larger ones. The alternative is more complex. That murky grey area along with the black and white certainty. It agrees that there is a right and wrong, yes, but some things are worse than others. It sounds like an accurate analogy. Now, if we thought it would be difficult to get the world to agree on what's right and wrong, imagine having to put every situation in place on what's better or worse than everything else, along with how much uh, the business should be taxed for this action, and doing this every time an ethical problem arose. Not only that, we'd be forced to create a formula to calculate how much these businesses should be taxed due to how much someone is uncomfortable in a situation. I'm not a mathematician, but I'm pretty sure you can't create a formula using feelings and opinions. There's a reason doctors can only ask you to rate pain from 1 to 10 instead of comparing with someone else. But let's work hypothetically. Let's say the proposition can make this formula possible. They may say a lot of things, but it all boils down to one. Heightening taxes won't stop unethical practices, but it will increase tax revenue. If we, if we place these higher taxes in businesses, we basically say, keep up these unethical practices if you make enough extra profit to pay the government. The only benefit is to the government's uh, budget cuts, not stopping these unethical practices. This brings me to the second part of my argument. How does taxing businesses hire help us in any way when dealing with these unethical practices? Here we have legislation passed on most, if not all, unethical problems in business. Why not pass legislation banning all unethical actions rather than just keeping it legal? That's like trying to tape a meter-wide crack in the wall rather than getting it filled and fixed properly. If this motion passes, the world will be allowing the government, and we will be allowing the government to legislate the accepting of bribes for unethical practices. Therefore, we are allowing the disease of unethical practices to spread from businesses to the government. So to summarise, we can't use opinions to make a formula. We can't get the world to decide on how to view these opinions. And even if, even if we do, it will have no it will have no overall impact on ethical practices. So I'll leave you with a question. Why would we want to tax them higher instead of just making it simply illegal? Thank you very much, Anton. I'd now like to welcome the second opposition speaker, Laura, to the floor. Ladies and gentlemen, adjudicators, Madam Chair, and members of the proposition. As my teammate, Mr. Corris, indicated, 
The main goal of increasing taxes on ethical business is not to discourage unethical business practices, but to make money for the government. I believe it would be incredibly irresponsible for us to discuss this motion today without also discussing the economic implications of this motion. Now, I'm going to split this argument up into two sections. Firstly, I will address the impact of increasing taxes for unethical businesses on small businesses, local, homegrown businesses who operate almost entirely within the UK. Secondly, I will address the impact of raising these taxes on global corporations, larger, more international operations. But before I do, I would like you to imagine that there is a large pile of money sitting on this desk in front of me. This will serve as an analogy for our economy throughout this debate, and I would like you to free it, keep it in your head. Businesses operating in Northern Ireland have a plethora of taxes placed upon them. Capital gains tax, VAT, local rates, and corporation tax included. Now, Northern Ireland currently applies the UK standard of corporation tax of 20%, and seeing as how this is applied to all businesses, I thought this would be a good benchmark for all of my research and statistics throughout this debate. A report published by the UK Federation of Small Businesses in October 2009 estimated that increasing corporation tax by 5% would reduce our public sector deficit by £1.6 billion over 10 years. So the small pile of money, or the pile of money sitting in front of me, it's got a bit larger. Nothing major, but it is slightly bigger. However, increasing this tax would have cost approximately 100,000 jobs in small businesses and would reduce our economic output by 4.3 billion pounds. The pile of money was slightly larger. It has now begun to shrink significantly. Now, not only have we lost the money that we have gained through increasing this tax, but there is a, a greater strain on our welfare state through the 100,000 people now relying on the dole where they're looking for new employment. It is, we have now lost money through the businesses which, no, which no, can no longer pay VAT, corporation tax and local rates. And we have lost money through our reduced economic output. Now, I know that many of the businesses may be deemed as unethical are larger businesses. But because of the murky and uncertain nature of the term unethical, we do not know how many of our small businesses will be affected. But make no mistake, they will be affected. We just do not know to the degree of that effect. Well, taxing the larger businesses and global operations will have a similar effect on our economy. Following the economic crisis of 2007, our economy was crippled. The global economy was crippled. And over the years since the economic crash, there's been a severe lack of economic investment throughout the world. But slowly and surely, global corporations have been putting their hands back into their coffers for investment capital. But they are cautious. Every single investment opportunity must be scrutinised and weighed carefully. Risk assessments must be evaluated. Percentage losses and profits must be predicted before even a single penny can be spent. And for a company to expand into a new area, many factors must be evaluated. Scale of local workforce, local resources, and of course, local tax rates. So it baffles me as to how the proposition can stand here today and honestly say, as young people entering the workforce in the coming years, that they would do anything that would harm our, our global economic investment potential. Point of information, yes. being unethical, such as doing slavery, like slavery, that's not going to help us in any way. So by taxing those people <coughs> higher, they, that makes them rethink their choices. So actually coming into the world of business ourselves as, lo, as young people, that would help us because that means that there's an, one, more, one less thing that's bad in the world. 
I agree. Global corporations will rethink their choices. They'll rethink their choices to invest in Northern Ireland and to create jobs for young people. And personally, as somebody who's going to university next year and hopefully coming out with a very good degree, I would like for there to be jobs available in Northern Ireland for me to have, for me to be able to go into once I complete my degree. Point of information. No bagging. To increase taxes will be to take a chunk of the pile of money it's in front of me and to throw it out the window. Because that's what you're doing to our, our economy. You're throwing away our investment potential. You can also take a chunk of that money throughout the window for the funding for Invest NI because all the good work that they do would be negated. Invest NI in 2014 contributed to over £1.11 billion worth of investment in Northern Ireland. And I would be interested to see well, how many... Unless Invest NI are being unethical, that's not going to throw their money away. But it would negate the good work that they do in, in inviting North, companies from Northern Ireland to invest. But I would be interested to see how many of the companies that invested in that £1.11 billion of investment capital would invest if our tax rates were higher. Now, myself and Mr Carr are not the only people with this opinion. A bill passed in Westminster last year, which allows the, the Stormont government to decide the taxes for Northern Ireland, led to, the, to, a, to the, one of the details of the Fresh Start Agreement, in which, in which we are, by 2018, our corporation tax will be lowered to 12.5% take the rate of the Republic of Ireland, not increased. Surely if our local government supports myself and Mr Carr in lowering taxes instead of increasing taxes, surely that means there's been a plethora of research and evidence given for that point. An article published in Invest NI in November 2015 said, taxation leads to reduced investment, innovation and employment. And these are all crucial things for our economy. And all, almost all empirical evidence shows that a higher tax rate on businesses would stifle these things and ruin our economic growth. In conclusion, Mr Carr has explored how the term unethical is too unstable and murky to be a basis for, for something as mathematical as tax. So, Therefore, we believe that this House should not even consider increasing taxes for unethical businesses. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, Laura. I'd now like to welcome the second speaker for the proposition, Marianne. Madam Chairman, fellow members of the proposition, members of the opposition and members of the floor. When we think of business being unethical, immoral or dishonourable, we automatically assume this applies to the workers or the environment. But what about us? In 2010, Toyota betrayed us by ignoring safety concerns with regards to faulty brakes and sticking pedals. Now, what if that was your mother or your father who just so happened to have the luck of one magpie who got that faulty car, who was at the wrong place at the wrong time, helpless, unable to stop with their whole life flashed before their eyes, knowing they will never see you again, all because a few people wanted to save some money rather than a life? Now, you can't tell me that isn't an equity. This isn't the only example of a villainous business. Nestlite is another unethical business who doesn't care who they hurt, or in this case, kill, as long as they make money. Nestle promoted milk solutions and formulas for free for new mothers in less economically developed countries to try on their newborns. The infants then adapted to it, whilst the hormones in the mother, called prolactin, sent a message to the mother's brain, telling her to stop producing milk as it is no longer needed. This gradually happened until the point of no return for the mother. Nestle began charging money for the milk that the babies now relied on. In a hopeless, uneducated country, with mothers no longer in production, children were forced to starve. 
Did starving babies cause Nestle to rethink their business? No. Why? Because they were still earning money. Money and morality is what guides their actions. Quite a information. Surely then taxing these businesses is not the best solution. It should be the best solution would be to boycott these businesses in more economically developed countries such as Northern Ireland because we know then of the effects that this company has had on their economy and their lives. <laughs> Everyone always talks about sticking together, but when money's involved, the first thing we do is state how much we want and plan what we're going to spend it on. We fake friendships, allies, connections, all for a bit of dough. As Jesse J once said, when the seal comes first and the truth comes second, we need to stop for a minute. These people treat us like dirt, and to them, we're another seal on a spreadsheet, another couple thousand in their paycheck. We let them do this to us. We're their commodity. We sit back, and as much as we say we don't want them to treat us like this, we still treat them like any other business. Well, that's over. They need to start paying for their wrongdoings. If I went out and killed someone, which we can all hopefully agree is morally wrong, I would go to prison. Whereas them being the cause of hundreds of people and children dying is acceptable. information? If you're saying that if you would if you were to kill somebody you would go to prison, that's to do with the law. Do you not think that um, making these businesses illegal would be better than higher taxes for them? Yes, but we cannot prove that what they are doing is illegal. We need to prove by making them pay more for doing what is wrong in the world. They are purposely going out and taking money from. We We have Volkswagen and Skoda who have manipulated tests to encourage not the naive to buy but the educated consumer to buy their product under false pretenses and avoid paying government taxes. Surely if anyone should be criminalised, it should be them. Surely that if these companies aren't already paying normal corporation taxes, it would be foolish to assume they pay even higher taxes for acting unethically. <laughs> That's why we're going to make them pay more. We're going to make sure they do pay what they owe and what they are going to owe from, what they, from the beginning. Google and Facebook profit from hidden advertisements and promotions. These profits go to offshore tax-free accounts. This isn't the only immoral act they commit. They also view our search history on what we are doing. Now oh, you can't that tell me. Point, sir. I mean, not a point, madam. Tax avoidance isn't illegal. Tax evasion is illegal. Same thing. No, no, no. no, 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 no. no, no, no. Now you can't tell me that what. Tell me that this isn't an privacy and deception of trust and loyalty to customers. Google pays no tax to Britain, but yet the values of its sales in Britain in 2013 was £3.8 billion. Google do pay tax to Britain. George Osborne sold a sweetheart deal with them recently. Yeah, he sealed a deal with them, but that does not mean that they're going to keep on paying tax. And to make them keep on paying tax, we need to rise it up. We need to, as I go on to say, corner them. People are suffering just because businesses want more money, yet we still respect that business. We'll ask no more. We need to teach them what they're doing is wrong. We're the only people who can teach them, and to do this, we will tax them higher. We will make them pay for the viciousness. We will force them into a corner with no option but to be submissive to us. They will have to pay, otherwise they will keep doing it and doing it. 
do not think that if we tax them higher and make them pay more, they will stop doing it. All they care about is money. And if they're losing more money than they're making, they will stop being deceitful and instead be fair. They will, what we be, well, they will be what we expect of a business in the 21st century. And to be honest with you, I didn't expect to have to have this debate today. I didn't expect this topic to come up. This is a real problem in today's society, and we let it happen. We need to make a change. As my partner has said, the role of the government is to protect the vulnerable. And by taxing these fraudulent businesses, we are finally making a difference in society. And to do this, we will make an, we will make an alternative ethics committee in the government, which my partner has said to protect the rights of the citizens so they get the most food for the most amount. Okay, thank you very much, Marianne. I'd now like to welcome the third speaker of the opposition, Ellie. Members of the members of the proposition, ladies and gentlemen, and Madam and Mr. Chairperson, we, the opposition, would like to begin by stating that we believe relying on a higher tax is definitely not the solution to stopping such practices. Also, I'd like to define ethical, which means pertaining to or dealing with morals or with the principles of morality. We would also like to make clear that my teammate and I, Aoife O'Neill, are in no way condoning nor justifying unethical business practices. However, we would like to highlight that introducing a higher tax on unethical practices in business is both unrealistic and ineffective. A more realistic and effective way to limit such practices is to first examine the variations of what qualifies a business as unethical, rather than enforce a higher tax which may not even be paid, which would be difficult to introduce and maintain, and would not identify the public consumers and exploited workers. In many cases, the entire corporate culture of a business can be corrupt. This corruption can vary in the treatment of employees, financial misconduct and misrepresentation of the product, which can often result in an overvalued market. How can the proposition guarantee that these taxes will infiltrate the iron castle of unethical businesses? Wouldn't it, would it really seem out of character for these businesses that, already, that may already avoid tax to just ignore an additional one? An example of a business carrying out unethical practices is Amazon. In 2001, 850 employees in Seattle were laid off by Amazon.com after a unionization drive. The Washington Alliance of Technological Workers, or WASHTEC, accused the company of violating union laws and claimed Amazon managers subjected them to intimidation and heavy propaganda. In December 2008, a Sunday Times reporter went undercover in Amazon's Martin Gate Warehouse near Milton Keynes and discovered that the workers were warned that the company refuses to allow sick leave, even if the worker provides a legitimate doctor's note. Taking a day off sick, even with a note, results in a penalty point. A worker with six points faces dismissal. This is just one of the many appalling ways in which Amazon treat their employees. In addition, Amazon had achieved its unbeatably low prices by paying its hard workers the bare minimum. And of course, avoiding tax. This proves that unethical businesses would have no qualms about avoiding a further tax. In addition, if these taxes, higher taxes on unethical businesses were to be introduced, how would the government ensure that the appropriate rates were being set out? Surely it would be unjust for a company which has avoided tax to be expected to pay the same rate as one which has enslaved child labourers. Allow me to put this into perspective. 
The average school of code, the, the average school code of conduct states that three unexplained absences results in an after-school detention. A case in which a student has been caught running in the corridors also results in an after-school detention. This sanction will remain on the school's record and affect future endeavours. However, one offence is clearly more severe than the other. A student running in a corridor can be justified in many cases, but since the Code of Conduct says it's against the rules, then I guess they'll just have to take the consequences. This is simply unfair. In the same way, applying the same tax to businesses just because they come under the blanket term of unethical, higher taxes for unethical businesses are not the solution. What is the solution, you may ask? Might I suggest that we remind ourselves of power of the people? The proposition had argued the unethical business practices must not be tolerated, which is true, they must not be tolerated. But are they willing to take matters into their own hands? Relying on the government would take months, if not years, of waiting for the House of Commons to come to a conclusion, set up a scheme and then maintain it. However, if we, the consumers, go straight to the root of the issue and cut all ties with these businesses, then that will make a difference. In other words, an effective way to stop these practices is to take our money away and refuse to provide unethical businesses with the means to expand their, production, their corruption. If we look at boycotts from the past, then this is evident that the people have so much power. In 2005, 24 teenagers started a girl cot against youth retailer Abercrombie and Fitch. While acknowledging the attempted humour, the girls took offence at the t-shirt which which said, who needs brains when you have these? Or, I had a nightmare, I was a brunette. On, on, on the front of these t-shirts, they claimed the slogans would degrade women and contribute to unhealthy body images for young girls. Sarah Gold, president of the Ms. Foundation for Women, concurred, saying slogans reinforced the message that girls are only as good as what their bodies tell them they are. And that's very undermining to girls on, to, to an unhealthy development of a girl. Abercrombie and Fitch soon stopped their production after the girl caught a month later. In conclusion, the whole reason businesses carry out unethical practices is so that they, they can maximise the rate of product consumption while minimising their product costs, their, their production costs. These businesses thrive on the money we hand them. Familiar businesses such as Kellogg's in an, is an envi environmentally unethical business for using sugar from genetically engineered sugar beets in its products. Starbucks violate the rights of, the, of their Ethiopian co coffee farmers. Apple relies on children slave laborers. Children working in dangerous conditions for 10 hours each day while being exposed to cancerous vapors. The list is endless. Why, do we, why don't we utilize our power? Why do we continue to fuel the raging inferno that is unethical businesses? Thank you very much, Ellie. I'd now like to welcome the third speaker for the proposition, Rory. Esteemed Chair, members of the Opposition, fellow members of the Proposition and members of the House, I am here today to propose the motion that this House will tax an ethical business higher. I would like to start by asking you, what would you consider unethical? Treating an animal or a person? The dictionary definition of unethical is simply not morally correct. So in business, this would translate to business practices that are immoral, unjust and wrong. At its core, unethical business is any business practice that actively or passively causes harm to people, animals or the environment. 
An increase in taxation of an ethical business would have many economical, environmental and humanitarian benefits, which will be outlined by my colleague and I over the course of this debate. First and foremost, the most obvious benefit of increased tax on an ethical business is that our own government will receive more money through corporation tax. This money can then be pumped like oil into the cogs that keep our great nation turning. Vital services like the NHS and the education system will benefit most from this tax increase, as they are currently starved of funding. Not only will the residents of our country benefit from this, but also people living in less economically developed countries. A shocking amount of global companies use sweatshops to produce their products. These sweatshops are simply the definition of unethical. Hundreds of workers crammed into small, unsanitary spaces, slaving away all day to meet Western civilization's high demands, and all for a wage they can barely live on. People, this is the stuff of nightmares. Even Stephen King could not come up with scenes as twisted and as grim as this. An estimated 168 million children, aged 5 to 14, are forced to work in conditions like this. It just needs to stop. If companies using these sweatshops were taxed more heavily than those providing a safe, fair work environment, then the large corporations would be deterred from using them for fear of profit loss. On that point, surely if you're going to tax these companies higher, like do you use sweatshops, they're going to push that cost back onto the consumer and not actually use it to improve the conditions of their workers? Um, a University of Massachusetts study said that a doubling of the wages of these workers would merely cause a 1.8% rise in the cost of products, whereas consumers said they would happily pay 15% more to get a product that wasn't made in these factories. A prominent recent example of a large company using sweatshop-type labour to manufacture products is Apple's Foxconn manufacturing plant. Apple relies on child labour from this plant as it is their primary supplier. Workers in this plant have to work, for dangerous, work in dangerous conditions for up to 10 hours a day, all while being exposed to carcinogenic, cancer-causing vapours. This working and living conditions of Foxconn, of Foxconn are so bad that the employers have to install anti-suicide nets to stop the staff from taking their own lives. This is a situation that tax increase could help as unethical. This is the type of situation that a tax increase on an ethical business would aim to prevent. On that point, sir, a tax increase would make money going to the government and the companies to help the workers. A tax increase would deter the company from using these as it would diminish their profits. A simple wage increase, an increase in the standard of working conditions, would make a huge difference to the lives of the workers in these factories. An increase on ethical business tax could bring about this change as companies would scramble to meet labour laws and an acceptable standard of ethics. These ridiculously immoral sweatshops are a mere drop in the ocean when it comes to unethical business practices. There are countless companies using unethical business practices for nothing other than an increase in profit and a nominal increase in tax for an ethical business we would just are or even completely nullify the profit increase from using business practices that don't sit well with the needle on anyone's moral compass. Many large companies have been found to be carelessly dumping harmful waste to save money. This is an extremely worrying when it comes when it happens with harmful chemicals or waste from the petrochemical industry. This waste is <coughs> a fathomable amount of harm to human animals and the environment. It is these reckless waste saving companies Waste spewing companies were given an increased tax rate that would be encouraged to give due care to the environment. On that point, um, surely then it would be better to actually legislate for the dump, dumping against waste in those situations so that the companies have to make those laws rather than taxing them so that they may be more careful with their waste dumping. There's already legislation in place to try and stop this waste dumping, but the companies simply ignore it for, and just take the one-time fee they have to pay. 
If these regless waste bearing companies were given an increased tax rate, they would be encouraged to give due care to the environment and they will invest in proper methods of waste disposal. On that point, sir, if the companies so blatantly ignore the law based on waste dumping, how can we ensure that they will follow this law in higher taxes? The tax will simply be added on top of their current corporation tax, and these companies already pay tax, so surely they will just continue to pay by a higher rate. Um, including, I would like to summarise if companies were taxed higher for unethical practices, then they would be forced to stop using factories and not properly disposing of waste, as the profits that they make from doing these practices would be diminished by the increase in tax. I urge you to side with the proposition. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, Rory. I would now like to welcome the fourth speaker for the opposition, Ethan. Ladies and gentlemen, in common UK legislature, before a bill is passed, it must go under scrutiny. In, with this motion at hand, the House would tax on ethical business higher. If we want it to be passed, we must put it under the same scrutiny. We have to acknowledge the positives and negatives that are synonymous with the taxation of unethical business practices. We all agree that unethical business is wrong. The brutalities of child labour, the destitute working conditions and the exploitations faced by the vulnerable cannot be questioned. They must be stopped. However, enforcing higher taxes on these practicing unethical businesses is not the way to help those in need. In 2015, the main rate for corporation tax in the UK was 20%. What would an extra few percent of a business's profit do for the Pakistani children working in nice sweatshops? This new influx of money is not guaranteed to do anything for those suffocating under the iron fists of unethical business. This money will simply be added to George Osborne's budget, and the intended destination for this cash will be nailed to the bottom of the packing order, beneath military supplies, beneath NHS funding, and beneath the money reserved, especially for empty bonuses. As I have said, the unethical practices must be obliterated rather than regulated. The addition of higher taxes means that we are abiding by these brutalities. It means we have acknowledged the companies polluting our waters, Mavel producing hazardous toys for our children, and Toyota neglecting the situation. If it was as easy to just obliterate those wrongdoings, why don't people just do it? That's why I'm suggesting that we did it. Um, and mass-producing unsafe vehicles globally. If this motion at hand is passed, we're simply acknowledging all of these misdemeanors of carried out by unethical businesses, and we're accepting that they're okay as long as our government has more economic power. Unethical businesses exist in varying extremities. We cannot tar every practice with the same brush. Can the proposition suggest a taxing rate which accommodates for the ambiguity that the term unethical provides? What are the limits of these suggested taxations? Will it differ for global companies? What's the initial taxing rate? How will we even place it? Do we search LADCs daily to track the conditions of every company that receives a UK tax bill? Or do we trust big business to keep us straight? The expense required to place this global effort would expand far and beyond the limits of the UK government. Think of the Pro Prohibition Act of 1919 and the placing of it in America. There were 2,300 prohibition agents hired specifically to prevent the purchase, sale and consumption of alcohol, and one in 12 of these were sacked for
for corruption. Who's to say this will not happen again? In May 2014, the International Labour Organization reported that forced labour generates $150 billion annually. This is just one cog of the corporate machine of unethical business. As Ali has said, unethical business practices are there for a reason. They are there so corporations can maximise profit, no matter what the ethical cost. The motion at hand generates a certain ambivalence. Does this mean a company can maintain these unethical practices as long as it continues to pay out with these inflated tax? These huge profits made by unethical practices would outweigh the losses generated in higher taxes, making the moral standings in this bill obsolete. In the process of considering this motion, we have to deliberate all possibilities. How can we even guarantee that these companies will pay the taxes in their entirety? Remember, there's a difference between tax avoidance and tax evasion. Whilst tax evasion is illegal, tax avoidance is where we take steps to minimise our tax bills, bending rules as opposed to breaking them. According to the International Business Times, over £5 billion is lost annually in tax points. We are talking about companies who will cast aside their moral compasses in search for profit. How can we trust them not to take the road trodden by corp giants as Google, Starbucks and Amazon? In 1962, the US Secretary of State, Dean Atchison, described the UK as a nation which had lost an empire and had yet to find a road. This belief that the UK has lost its superpower, superpower status is common throughout the world. It is no longer implausible to run a globally successful company that doesn't have a UK base. Who's to say that these companies won't vacate their UK bases in an attempt to avoid these heightened taxes? Let's review one more hypothesis, shall we? Let's say these companies pay their increased taxes in full. And we cannot deny that these unethical businesses are often orientated around the basis of financial gain. So if this money is draining their if these taxes are draining their profits, where will be there be cuts to compensate? Will it be snipped from the managing director's Christmas bonus? Or from the managerial travel expenses? Or will these cuts diminish the working conditions of unsuspecting manual labours globally? These businesses have previously manipulated the vulnerable for profit. Will we be gullible enough to assume that these leopards will change their spots? No matter what the financial capabilities of the company, heightened taxes will involve cutbacks. Some businesses could go bankrupt because they cannot afford to operate after the government raises taxes. Other businesses flee the country to escape these higher taxes. And other businesses must cut their payrolls in order to maintain profits. The result in each case is the loss of the jobs these businesses provide. When we are deciding on whether or not to pass this motion, beneficence must outweigh maleficence. I, for one, cannot comprehend the reasoning in abiding by these global unethical practices simply for a possible increase in the insurgence of money in the UK. It is sybaratic, speculative, and completely distorts the intention of helping those in need. It is wholly circumstantial. An idealist castle built upon sand. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much, Eva. I would now like to welcome the fifth speaker for the opposition, Alana. Ladies and gentlemen, the opposition would not tax unethical businesses higher. Before examining whether unethical businesses should be taxed higher or not, it is important to define what is meant by ethical. Ethical relates to the principles of morality 
which refers to right or wrong in conduct. However, these definitions of right and wrong can become diluted depending on circumstances or not taken into the equation at all in business. The opposition would like to make explicitly clear that we are not condoning unethical behaviour in businesses and we would even champion the proposition in saying that unethical business practices must be stopped. However, we said that higher taxes are not the solution. Higher taxes are neither effective nor realistic. Put simply, higher taxes do not prevent the unethical behaviour nor compensate those affected by it, by said unethical behaviour. Moreover, implementing higher taxes are difficult to put into practice. To limit the unethical behaviour in businesses, it is essential to look at ways in which to prevent it, rather than introduce higher taxes that will most likely not be paid and have no effect on unethical practices. Obviously, there's a scale on unethical behaviour in businesses because there are offences in the grey area such as tax avoidance and on the other end of the scale is child labour. One reason why we disagree with the proposition is that higher taxes aren't as appropriate a repercussion for all aspects of it and therefore is an impractical solution. Many may believe that by taxing unethical businesses could this could benefit less economically developed countries which have been exploited. Yet this assumption is incorrect. Firstly, taxation fluctuates globally and transnational companies have bases in multiple countries. Therefore, which country would you impose these higher taxes in? In addition, many LEDC governments are, more, are corrupt and therefore it is unethical to provide such corrupt governments with more money to harm local people in buying weapons and arms for civil wars such as in countries like Rwanda. Unfortunately, some elements of unethical behaviour operate within the letter of the law. For example, avoiding tax is not illegal, unlike tax evasion, and therefore it is important to make the distinction between legal and ethical. The distinction is especially pertinent at a time when government spending cuts have an immense impact on the daily lives of the general public because it makes tax avoidance by multinational companies unethical. However, during the boom times experienced in, during the, before the crash of 2007, tax avoidance was not necessarily unethical. Though this, this does not mean that other businesses didn't behave unethically in different ways. The opposition said that the degree to which businesses pra business practices were unethical was clouded at a time when the cycle of prosperity seemed self-generating, encouraging greed which led to even more unethical behaviour. Therefore, the need for, for prevention of unethical behaviour is more effective than higher taxes. Recently, Starbucks and Amazon were vilified in the media for their tax policies, but it, it was the public that made them feel the effect by boycotting them, not the government by implementing higher taxes. Therefore, it is evident that the power to punish unethical business lies with the public rather than with the state. The power of the public is especially important as George Osborne recently made such a lenient tax compromise with Google that it has been referred to as the sweetheart deal. This, improves, this proves that the government cannot limit unethical behaviour with taxes and the solution lies with public boycotts. The complications surrounding higher taxes, taxes for unethical business does not end with the government enabling behaviour. Company directors also argue that their responsibility is to maximise profits and the value delivered to their shareholders 
and this does include keeping tax costs to a minimum. This is possible because it's legal. Therefore, paying adequate taxes is not a priority to some businesses, making higher taxes a redundant threat to deter businesses from being unethical. My teammate Alice will follow this by reinforcing the benefits of minimizing the outgoings of minimizing tax outgoings to increase profit. Overall, <coughs> Alice will detail the shortcomings of higher taxes as a solution and explain the effective ways in which to deal with unethical businesses and how the responsibility for this lies with tax-paying consumers and the law. Okay, um, thank you very much, Lana. So I'm now going to welcome the final speaker for the proposition and closing the debate for the proposition, Aidan. Esteemed Chairman, members of the House, members of the opposition, and fellow members of the proposition, standard corporation tax is 20% in the UK. For those of you who do not know what corporation tax is, is when a company's profits exceed a minimum threshold, and that threshold is £300,000. They're then taxed 20% of that of each of the profit they make. Now, 20% of £300,000 may seem like a lot. However, when this is compared to the £670 million of profit that M&S racked in during the 2015 fiscal year, it's like comparing a grain of salt to an ocean. This means that M&S paid £137 million in corporation tax. Now, an investigation carried out by a website called The Richest um, found out uh, which companies use sweatshops. Unfortunately, M&S was one of these companies. However, M&S were not alone in this, in this detestable scandal. The likes of The Gap and Nike are also on this list. If companies like these were taxed heavier, it is reasonable to assume that this would help deter them from using such detestable means of manufacturing. Um, a mere 1 or 2% rise in this corporation taxation for um, immoral companies, unethical corporations. Um, On that point, sir. According to FTSE 100 in 2012, almost 1 in 4 of UK's most successful companies didn't pay any corporation tax, despite some of them receiving millions of tax credits. Nothing for that. Um, I mean, one or two percent rise in corporation taxation um, would would mean that MS would have to pay another six point seven million pound. Another example of this uh, unethical corporation taxation can help the UK economy comes in the form of a company called Unilever. Unilever has an astronomically large profit of five point five billion in the two thousand fifteen fiscal year. This means that they paid one point one billion in corporation tax. This company, Unilever, was found to have used animals to test cosmetics on. This heinous form of unethical business practice um, towards these indigent, helpless animals um, once again highlights the horrendous treatment and the unethical business practices that many large companies perform. Um, so once again, taxing these companies 1-2% gains another 55 million is pumped into the engine of the British economy. The money that has been channeled into the UK economy can help many aspects of the of the UK and help each and every person in the UK as it can be funneled into sectors such as the education and the NHS. As my colleague said, these are sectors that are starved of resources and need as much help as they can get. Before the opposition uh, launches before the opposition launches this uh, opportunity to say that this would drive companies out of the UK, let me make this point. 
the UK, or more specifically London, is the fashion capital of the world, is completely unreasonable to assume that any sort of fashion company or clothes company would not want to be in London. On that point, sir, well, not all not all companies are fashion companies. Fanac, based in Japan, has a re- had a revenue of six billion dollars in 2014, and it has no UK base. I, the two examples I provide are fashion companies. That's why I'm making this point. I'm well aware that there are companies that um, have no UK base, which do make billions, and those two should be taxed higher, being unethical. Um, to put it simply, the pros of charging unethical businesses more far outweighs the cons. For example, as I previously stated, the extra money being funneled into the UK is the economy benefits every person. It also makes the UK a far more reputable, reputable company, company country to do business in. On that point, sir, Ms. Kelly has already proven that the economy would actually drop instead of rising. Does <laughs> um, the British government, or for that fact, Britain as a whole, each and every person in it, want to do business with corporations that cast a shadow of macabre over the workers in sweatshops, the animals in test products, and on the animals that are in ecosystem and waste dumping? I would now like to welcome the final speaker of the debate and close the debate for the opposition. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to begin with a metaphor. If you came home tonight and your kitchen sink was overflowing, what would you do? Would you place pots and pans on the floor in the hope they would catch the cascading water, or would you turn the tap off? Now, how does this relate to unethical businesses? Well, the water, the water is the overflow of unethical businesses in the, in, wor- in the world. It is up to us as consumers to deal with the flood of unethical businesses. I will outline the purposes of tax and effects of higher taxation and solutions to stop <coughs> unethical businesses. So what is tax? And more importantly, what are the purposes of taxation? Tax is defined as the compulsory contribution to state revenue levied by the government on workers' income, business profits, profits, or added to the cost of some goods, services, and transactions. Daniel Henninger recently outlined the multiple uses of taxation in the Wall Street Journal. Taxes can pay for services. They can make life easier for future generations by reducing the nation's debt burden. And taxes can change consumer behaviour, for example, on products such as cigarettes or alcohol. Yet, Taxes cannot change the ethics of a business. Only 12 days ago, GlaxoSmithKline, a drug company, was fined £37.6 million by Britain's Competition Authority for illegal behaviour in relation to its antidepressant zero tax that resulted in higher costs for the NHS. Now, I... I believe that everyone in this room will agree with me when I say that this is an example of unethical behaviour. Yet how does this differ from child save labour or harmful, harmful uses to the environment? It differs because it is illegal. Morality and ethics can't be measured. They are matters of belief, opinion and faith. Yet the law provides, provides equality and stability in today's society. 
So how do we stop unethical businesses? Forget higher taxation, but instead focus on a solid and an equal foundation. Make unethical business practices illegal, and therefore these businesses no thank you these businesses will be dealt with correctly and fairly in the boundaries of the law. Now this motion states that this house would tax unethical businesses higher. Alana has already outlined the meaning of unethical, and now it is my turn to scrutinise another important term, higher. What does higher mean in regards to this motion, and is higher taxation good for the economy? Now, firstly, the proposition never, no, nobody decided to clarify what higher meant. Therefore, their argument is immediately flawed, as there is no set measure on how high the proposition would propose to tax these unethical businesses. Now, why is higher taxation bad for the economy? Well, firstly, let's say this. If I misbehave in geography, and my job teacher decided to give me low, extra homework in the hope of improving my work ethic and attaining better grades at the end of the year, would this help me? No, because it only take away my time for other subjects and extracurricular subjects, and would only hinder my progress holistically. Although it may seem achievable, it would only, it would only, I would only drop the class, meaning all her efforts were put to waste. Yet how does this relate to higher taxation? Firstly, higher taxation leads to lower wages for the average worker. High taxation deters businesses and enterprise from a country, which in turn reduces the country's GDP and the government's tax base. Although imposing higher taxes on unethical businesses may appear to be noble and a moral thing to do, logically it doesn't add up because it only increases the number of problems. However, there is a solution to this ethical dilemma a solution to end unethical business practices once and for all, a solution which does not avoid, involve the opposition's futile proposal of higher taxation. Consumers are in control of the business world. Consumers hold power in the business world. Consumers can make a change for the better. Would you buy a product with, which was produced unethically? Would you buy a product which was produced by a small child in an overcrowded hazardous factory? Would you buy a product that's spelled no, toxic waste into the Ecuadorian reinforce. No, because we all care about global issues such as climate change and human rights. We want development to prosper, not hinder in today's society. Therefore, it is consumers which need to take control to stop unethical businesses. Yet some people may believe in today's society people are selfish and only what is cheap. Now, the Wall Street Journal conducted a survey to, see, to determine whether it pays to be unethical. Overall, it was found that people would pay $2 more than the standard price if they found that a company produced products ethically and would pay $3 less if a country produced products unethically. Now, in conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't a debate on moral viewpoints. It's a debate regarding how to best deal with unethical businesses. So I want to come back to the kitchen sink. If you did come back to your house tonight, what would you do? Would you rely on the flimsy pans of taxation to stop unethical businesses? Or would you take control and turn the tap off yourself? It is up to us as consumers to exercise our power and stop unethical businesses. Thank you.
Um, thank you all very much for some fantastic speeches. Um, everybody's done really well. We are going to adjourn to the other room. Big words. Um, and